I am still at the beach and I am still sending you so many good vibes. So there's no Thursday three this week, but I can do you one better. I've got a former bachelorette here to talk about her sometimes rocky road to a happy marriage. I really enjoyed my conversation with the lovely Desiree Hartsock Siegfried, who opens up in her book, The Road to Roses, about the twisty, windy, sometimes painful road to finding true love with her husband, Chris. Take a listen. I am so pleased to have the lovely Desiree Hartsock Siegfried on the program today. Desiree is the author of the new book, The Road to Roses, Heartbreak, Hope, and Finding Strength, which comes out June 22nd. Now, you may know Desiree from appearing on the 17th season of The Bachelor and then as The Bachelorette on the ninth season of The Bachelorette, where she met her husband, Chris, who she has been married to for six and a half years. Desiree is a wife, a mom, a woman of faith, a wedding gown designer, beautiful wedding gown designer, and now an author of a heartwarming book that will give readers strength to trust in God's plan, even when it might not play out as we had expected or hoped. Desiree, I am so glad you are here. Welcome to I'd Rather Be Reading. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I love the book. We just talked offline about how <laughs> it's the book I wish I had when I was single and really struggling in that season. So Desiree, you are an incredibly busy woman already. What led you to want to write this book and tell your story in this way? Yeah, you know, I, I actually have always wanted to write a book even before going on to the show. It's just something that was always on my bucket list. I just always felt like I had a story within me to share, you know, and yeah. little did I know back then though, that God had to have me go through so much more, um, in order to truly have the impact that I, it, it, he needed in order for, for my story to make sense. And, and I had to actually learn a lot more too. You know, I had timing is everything. Timing is everything. And I had to walk through some more struggle and learn some more things about myself in order to truly be able to offer wisdom and advice and lessons learned to other people. So I am just so thankful for this opportunity to have written my story and, yeah. and how ironic too, like during, you know, a pandemic when most, when people need help. Right. So that's why it's also just so cool to see like timing is everything. Yeah, and this book is so hope-giving, and I've always said that everyone has a book in them. Everyone has a, a book they could write in them, and this book is just a, really a guide to to getting through a tough season and 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 how to lean on faith. And so, I you know, obviously we know you. You're incredibly well known for your experiences on reality TV. So I want to kind of go inside for a moment, that experience, what is a day in the life of being on the bachelor or even more compelling to me at the bachelorette, like when you're the star of the show, what is, what is life like and how long are you filming? Just take us. I mean, it's, it's long, it is long and it's busy and it's emotional and it's just like, you know, you don't have anywhere to go to just have a moment to like zen out so imagine yourself on like your worst day and then times that by like 20 because you have nowhere to go so your worst day is going to be on camera yeah um 
and you're, you know, you're filming like 18 hour days, you wake up and you do B-roll of wherever you're at. And then you go on a date and then you break for like lunch and then you go on a date and then you do it all over again the next day. <laughs> so go ahead. It's a full deal. Oh, yeah. Well, and you meet someone that you like, like you met Chris and then you have to date like 24 other guys at the same time. And where you just probably rather be spending time with Chris. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's, that's the hard part. That's actually a really hard part because like no one can like 25 guys at the same time. I mean, if you can like, yeah, I just don't see that it's not possible. And so, but it's a numbers game. Like I can't just send everyone home and say, sayonara, you know, like we have to go through the motions and each week there's only like an, a lot number of people I can send home. And so it just really became a numbers game of like, okay, well, like, I know this guy is not my husband, but I can still have conversation with him. And so I'll keep him all on. Um, yeah, it's just, it, it's hard. It was very, very, very hard. I'm just thinking about how I can't even multitask and date two guys at the same time, <laughs> let alone 25. So that's just, and, and let alone with cameras following yeah. me and you don't have your family and friends with you and you're isolated and you're going to these great places, but still it's, it's, that's, it's a, the fact that you found lasting love there is, is amazing. And I think that's, I know. You know, it's all a part of, of God's plan. So I yes. kind of want, I kind of want to go back to for a moment, the lowest of the low, like your rock bottom moment where you've had your heart broken on the bachelor and if that's not painful enough, it's done on national television. I mean, that was a real heartbreak for you. And you talk about that in the book. And, and of course, it's playing out in front of millions and millions of people who see you all as characters, but you're people, you're real people with real emotions. And, um, you know, the epigraphs in your book are some of these awful headlines that magazines printed about you. It's just jarring to see it like that juxtaposed with your story because you are a real person and these headlines yeah. are just so cruel but I want to go back to that rock bottom moment what would you tell yourself then about how beautiful your life would be when it all worked out as it has today yeah I mean that's a good question I think a lot of that heartbreak and re rejection wasn't just even the rejection of the person of Brooks, it was like years and years of trying to overcome like dating those type of guys. And yet I still continue to do it. So it was almost like such a, like, I was so mad at myself, you know, like, I'm like, wow, I did it again. And so it was almost like years of rejection that built up and I just couldn't take it. Um, so, I mean, granted, yes, I liked Brooks, but I, not nearly as much as I like you know, I was just so distraught. And I think it was just because I'm like, what am I doing again yeah. and again and again? I've so been and there, Desiree. I, I know. I, I've so been there. And that's, I think, why this book resonated with me is I had a breakup last summer and it was with someone that I thought I was going to be with for the rest of my life. And you start to think, what's wrong with me? Like, is yeah. there something inherently wrong with me that makes me unlovable? And I went through my yeah. own process and my own faith journey, therapy journey. And the answer to that is no, there's nothing inherently wrong with you or me or any of us, but it's just a matter of finding that right 
thing. And so to to think of doing that Desiree on national television is uh, quite honestly appalling to me. Like it's terrifying. Mm. And, you know, you, you've had, you know, you, you're having this rock bottom moment and then your pain is splashed all over the tabloids that had to be excruciating. How did you get through that time? Yeah. I mean, it was mostly hard because I had already moved so past it because everything is filmed and then it airs like months later. So it was so just exhausting emotionally for me to be in this beautiful place with a new man that I love, that I'm engaged to, and yet have to deal with the critics and the scrutiny over the choices I made months ago. And so it was very hard to be like, I'm not in that place, but yet people think I am and they have opinions of, you know, my decisions. And it was very, very hard. I'm not going to lie. It was very, very hard, but I want to go back quickly to the last question you asked, because I I think that what I wish I would have known in those moments of rejection, or even in that moment would be like, you matter, like like you are, like you just said, yeah, I never felt like lovable, like someone could love me. And those stem from old lies and old things from my past. But I just wish like, even in rejection, we still matter and we're still loved. We just have to discover that within ourselves, you know? No, that's so good. And, you know, I've, in my life, it's very hard to reconcile this at the time, but every no in my life and there have been a lot of them with men and with job opportunities and just in general every no has led to a more beautiful yes it's just very hard to see that at that time and that's right you do matter even if you know this relationship doesn't work out or this job doesn't work out or whatever you matter and not only do you matter in general but you matter in the eyes of God as well and you know this book really is in many ways Desiree it's a love letter to your faith and how did your faith help get you through that difficult season yeah I like how you say that like a love letter to my faith because it is true you know I I give my faith to everything that has ever happened in my life. Like the hope that I have held on to since I was a little girl is only because of my faith, because I can believe in something better to come. You know, I believe in a bigger purpose. I believe that I am here for a purpose. And so through every struggle and through every no and through every rejection and every, through every heartbreak, I still held on to that hope of like, God, there's something more. Like, I don't know what it is. I I don't have a clue. And I am in this moment of heartbreak and I'm going to allow myself to grieve, but there's got to be something more, you know? And so faith has allowed me to have hope. And that hope is the driving force to be able to jump into these new seasons of life with joy and be like, wow, look how far I've come rather than dwell dwelling on the hurt or dwelling on the heartbreak. It's like moving forward to, to what's to come. And, and that's, I mean, yeah, faith has just always been the foundation of my life. And so I, I'm thankful for my parents for, you know, truly instilling that in me um, because that's the first seed, but then it took me actively seeking to really bloom into like, you know, the, to have that strong faith and and to hold on to it. 
no matter so what. If, you're, if your faith has been in bloom, then I would say that this book is like the, the gorgeous flower oh. at the end of, oh. of, the, of the growth. <laughs> so good That's listeners so you've got to get a copy of the road to roses june 22nd so it's it's like you've turned your mess into a message and your trials yes. into triumphs here your tests into testimonies and, and yes, um, absolutely yeah and so what would you say to a woman or a man i suppose who has lost hope that love will ever happen for them i think we need to first know that we are loved by a mighty god that he loves us so very much and the worth and the value that he sees in us, we need to first see in ourselves. And then once we can, you know, feel that love and know that we are loved, we can then give it to someone else. And so to just hold on to that hope that, that, you know, he has a purpose for us. There's a purpose in the waiting. There's a purpose in the singleness. There's a purpose in the pain. And we just have to continue on trusting that he has a better story for us, you know? Yes. So, and no season of waiting is wasted, right? No, no not at all. Waiting is wasted. There is, there is a reason for that season of waiting. And I know in my life, I can look back and understand what that season was for, for me. I know you can as well. Yeah. And all of it led you to Chris. And so yeah. you are one of the few reality tv romances that that works and and, it, and it's a beautiful love story so what what makes your relationship with chris work you know what works in the very beginning is what has worked for many of the couples that come off of the show is that they go right back into their daily life so they like we didn't want fame like that's not why we went on the show neither one of us have ever wanted that type of attention and so we were able to just get away from LA, live in Seattle, start a life together to truly focus on one another rather than focusing on what our next big step is. And I think that's the mistake that a lot of couples make is it's just selfishness of like, well, what can I do now? Like now people love me. What can I do? And instead of being like, I love this person, I need to focus on that to see if we can make it. And here you are six and a half years into yeah. your marriage and and what, eight-ish years together? Eight years, yeah, eight years together. Yeah, congratulations. And may Thank that so may that love story continue. And it's it's a beautiful yes. one and it's it's an, it's inspirational. And so this this book is so good, listeners. If you're in a place where you I mean, I don't know anybody in 2020 and 2021 who hasn't felt a, a bit of hopelessness and lost and confused. And if you are in that place, listeners, you must get a copy of this book. And as we, as we wrap up, Desiree, what do you hope readers ultimately take away from reading The Road to Roses? Um, I think it's kind of what we talked about. You know, my hope is that they know what hope is and that they can continue on no matter the circumstance, no matter the situation, no matter the struggle, the hurt, the hopelessness, that they can, they can move forward, that they can know that um, God is behind them and that they, they will overcome. I just want them to know that's my hope is that everyone knows that the best is yet to come and to just keep moving on, moving forward and pushing through. Well, if listeners, if you need an uplift, if you need a, a read that will make you think and re-energize your faith and your hope, this is the book for you. The Road to Roses out June 22nd. 
thank you so much for being here today, Desiree. It's a joy to be able to yes. talk to you. Thank you so much. Okay, so you know me by now. I have to offer up a companion book to The Road to Roses. And that is Thanks for Waiting by Dory Shafrir, who many of you avid podcast aficionados like myself might know as one half of the duo behind the Forever 35 podcast. I love that show. Everyone should listen to that show. So Dory opens up in this book about being a late bloomer and how everything maybe didn't happen on her timetable, but it happened just as it should. So check that out as well as The Road to Roses. So I have to ask you, what are you reading and why do you love it? Email me at hello, I'd rather be reading at gmail.com and let me know. I am always looking for new titles. And while you're at it, take a moment to follow, rate, and review the show. And thank you so much for being here today. On Monday, we've got another author interview you won't want to miss. Have a great weekend. Talk soon.